0: Hi, this is Julie. This is Liz. This is Sheila. This is Monica. This
1: is Leanne. We are the Satellite Sisters. You are listening to Satellite Sisters To Go. You are
2: listening to Satellite Sisters. It is Sunday, July 6th. We are the Satellite Sisters. I'm Leanne Dolan in Pasadena, California. We have the varsity team on tap today. We haven't used that term in a while uh but i'm here with my sister julie dolan in dallas texas howdy julie hi hi
0: i'm sort of sad today summer's over you know it's after the fourth of july you know they clear out all the summer stuff they bring in all the winter clothes it's (laughs) over summer's over it's all down here downhill from now
2: it is. That I have read they're starting back to school earlier than ever. Oh, uh, All right, Liz Dolan in Santa Monica, California. Liz, I know you love back to school season.
1: <laughs> I am happy to get through the 4th of July because you know how hard that is on dogs. So, But I just got to say, another successful 3rd, 4th, and 5th of July with Ferris in his Thunder shirt. Okay. So I just cannot recommend that enough for people with anxious dogs. Julie, I don't know. Zorro doesn't seem to get anxious about anything. No,
0: no Zorro does not. That is, he, Fireworks are fine with him. Just bring them on. He does not care. Right? And,
1: and Leon and Mia has no problem with does, fireworks? Doesn't
2: care. No. I mean, she looks up like, what's up? But she doesn't. <laughs>
1: she (laughs) doesn't care see farrah shakes so much it's like he's going to shatter into a thousand pieces so anyway the thunder shirt i cannot recommend that more highly all
2: right well later on in the show we we thought we had a feel-good story about a food uh truck trend that we would want to tell you but it turned into a social media disaster for liz so she's gonna tell you that julie has a hard-hitting report on eight reasons why you have to watch Scandal. (laughs) Yes, indeed. Forget summer
0: reading. You don't need any of those books.
2: And I spotted what is possibly the worst vacation ever uh, in the New York Times travel section today. So stay tuned. We have a lot to cover on Satellite Sisters. But first, you guys, I just need to let you know that I made it through uh, 10 days without a washing machine. Why? Well, Why why would you do that? Well, the start button on our washing machine was broken. And, like, you couldn't – everything was fine. You just couldn't get the button to work. (laughs) So I tried the Edna Dolan method. Like, occasionally it would spring to life for about a week. And then uh, we couldn't get it at all. And so um, we had to have a guy in. And then he had to wait four days for the part. So, long story short, we're in 10 days without a washing machine. And I just want to say that is a test of the depth of my yoga pants collection. <laughs> and
1: <laughs>
2: I can report that I successfully made it through. I have such a deep yoga pants collection <laughs> that I made it through t- Ten days. The <laughs> washing machine. But on the on the last day, I did have to put on pants because uh, I was out of yoga pants. And I happened to see Sheila that day, and she looked at me. She's like, "Are those? Is that? Do you have pants with a zipper
0: on?" <laughs> I go, "I do. <laughs> I know." So, Lana, you, you Not you did not resort to washing your clothes in the dishwasher. You know, I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why. I, I mean, you I'm, ask- cons-
2: I, I'm concerned since you gave that report. The Satellite Sisterhood seems to be putting everything in the dishwasher. <laughs> Have you noticed people putting sneakers in the dishwasher
0: yesterday? Of course, Leanne. They come out shiny and white. Yes.
1: <laughs> Leanne, Leanne, another thing you might consider, when our brother Brendan lived with me, like right after college, when we were sharing a New York City apartment, you know, he was not a big fan of doing his own laundry. So he would go for a run about around Central Park, and then he would come home, and he would just get in the shower in his running clothes oh. and r- rinse them off in the shower, hang them up in there, then complete his shower, and that was his process for uh, uh garment cleansing so if it really gets desperate there i know it's hot in pasadena this weekend hot. you might just want to wear your clothes into the shower and see how that works
2: okay that's a good one liz i mean we're good now we've made it through uh the washing machine is fully operational so uh uh yeah it's kind of a big deal when the start button doesn't work so <laughs> as we learned but
0: I, I have 10 days worth of yoga pants i can confirm that Okay, Lynn, very impressive. Well, I i mean, did it lead to, I mean, did the kids do any hand-washing? Did you have any of that going on in your house? No? We just have one. Uh, Colin has a job
2: where he needs to wear a uniform T-shirt, and yes. uh, so we did have to hand-wash that. Okay. okay I, I had to hand-wash it. He didn't. <laughs> you know, he would have just worn it. <laughs>
1: Smelling. You should just point at the dishwasher and tell him to do it himself. I
2: didn't even. You know what, Liz? I didn't even consider pointing. You didn't. I, didn't I told it.
0: you it's the one appliance, Liam. It's the go-to appliance. Okay. Never again. Don't ever get yourself in that situation. Hey, sisters, I, I had. There's some interesting research that's just come out. It's a research team out of the University of, of San Francisco, and they are looking into the genetics, the clue, genetic clues for restful sleep. Because don 't we all want that don't we yes. all you know, have sleep that you know we where we wake up we feel refreshed and they kind of believe that you know they're they're working on trying th- on the genetics of it because they think that there are family similarities um, with with sleep patterns I mean they've identified night owls okay we all know what those people are those are the people that like to stay up late and they aren't so good at getting up in, early in the morning but they've also identified another group of people that they're referring to as Morning larks, and these are people that go to bed unusually early but also rise very early uh, in the morning, so and what they mean by going to bed early is they go to bed by eight thirty at night, but they will usually get up before five thirty in the morning and If I have my choice, <laughs> I believe that I would be considered a morning lark so, uh-huh. but here 's the part that confused me that if, we, if as sisters we share genetics. I would never, as a morning lark, think to pick up the phone and call, let's say, Monica uh, when I'm up and bright and shiny at 6 o'clock in the morning. Because I don't believe that she is a morning lark. So, or Liz, do you feel, I don't think that you, you're you a morning lark. But no,
1: no, I have trained myself over the years, just because life demands that you get up early in the morning and start working. Uh, I've trained myself over the years to be okay with it. But I don't think it would be... My natural timing.
0: See, that's... So I... Even so, they but they're studying whole families because they think that these families have similar sleep patterns. And I don't see any of those patterns developing in our families. They, they, they've also identified people, some people, that require unusually small amounts of sleep. Now, Leon, I know for, you know, when your kids were young, you were operating on this small amount <laughs> <Yes>. of <laughs> sleep thing. But that's not your normal. No. And, but like, they're talking about people like, you know, you know who I'm talking Martha about. Stewart. Martha Stewart. Right. Right. Yeah. Martha Stewart always
1: talks about how little sleep she needs.
0: You know, that these are people that are naturally short sleepers, and yet they're optimistic. Well, I don't know if that's Martha's characteristic, but (laughs) they're they're energetic, they're go-getters, they're high achievers – because they're able to operate on such little sleep, and what they feel like is if they can figure out what the like, DNA of you know, people like Martha Stewart is, that this might lead to certain drug therapies, um, or it, it could really unlock the clue of how we could all operate with less sleep.: Which well, sounds: I, wants to do I don't want
1: to do that. I enjoy sleeping. <laughs> yes. I enjoy being in bed even if I'm not asleep. You know, so like, just give me my eight hours of being in bed, right? Or nine? Nine would be nice. Uh, but do I really want to spend only four hours a day laying in my beautiful, big, Cal king, comfy bed? No, uh, that is not my goal. <laughs>
0: Well, they feel like, you know, that maybe this would help with people that have to work at night, that they could, you know, develop some therapies to help them because that really throws off your circadian rhythm. Or, you know, the jet lag issue, Liz, which yeah. I'm very familiar with. But, um, but really, it's also to try to figure out how to create more of this 1%, these people that can operate with less sleep so i don 't know, so should we protest this research? Is that what I you're think
1: saying? we should operate with less work. I think that is the goal <laughs> <laughs> really. I think that the the work day for the average American keeps getting longer and longer, right, and, and maybe that 's what we should stop that The problem is we're you know we don 't have enough time to sleep, but that 's not sleep 's fault you know yeah. <laughs> so i 'd go the other way I, okay. like, I say you know more sleep, less work uh but your house is a super early house do you we think, are a super early do you think you would be that way anyway, or is it because your husband you t- when I saw you last night, you were saying the other night he was he was up at three a m to go for his run so he could go to work at four a m that does yeah. seem even beyond the lark that's like the vampire or something I <laughs> know
2: i that's not. The, I, I pointed out that's not the morning. That's running in the middle of the night. <laughs> it's like where have you been? Like when you came into the bedroom, where have you been? Oh, running. Where I am. We three out of four of us are early risers. So, and I've always been an early riser. I'm a lark like Julie. Yeah, i a lark. Yes. Yeah. Sir. There's- yeah. So in fact we did have a phone conversation at about six forty five, uh, Pacific Standard <laughs> Time this week. So um, you know, Julie saw I was up, she dialed in. Um, but my other son Colin is not. He is definitely late night. But Brooks always been an early riser, never once complained about getting up to go uh to soccer early, to go to, you know, weightlifting at five thirty in the morning on a school night. Never once. He's an early riser. But um so I don't know what that says about anything. But, Liz, I think you're right. My husband's up running at 3 in the morning not because, oh, I've had enough sleep, but because work is killing me. Yes, so, exactly. Uh, you know, <laughs>
1: it's, it's not. And for him, he's choosing running over unrestful stretching. sleep. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that it is more restful to him to go for a run, really. Right. Than to try not- to stay in bed and not sleep. Right. Okay, exactly. well, they're
0: not studying any of this at, that, uh, at these two <laughs> research pairs. And obviously, there seems to be much bigger issues that they, they really need to redirect the research dollars because this is going wrong. So, all right. Well, the other big story this week uh, was the PepsiCo CEO, Indra Noori, was out at Aspen and this is, they have a big festival of ideas. And she's, she's making a lot of headlines because she essentially said, you know, you can't, as a female CEO, uh, you just can't have it all. Uh, And that if people were to ask Indra Nuri's daughters about whether or not she's been a good mom or a bad mom, she's not really sure how she would answer. She knows that they complained about her missing class coffees and various things, and that her defense always was she was not the only bad mom in the group. (laughs) So... Well, there you have it. That's quite a lot for her to say. As as a role model, as someone who has broken through the glass ceiling. So my question to you, sisters, is A, number one, has Indra Noori set the women's movement back 50 years? Or B, is she just speaking the truth? And C, would you want to work at her company if this is her attitude? Okay. Take it away. Well, I wouldn't want to work at PepsiCo because I don't
2: like Pepsi. Uh, I'm purely in the Diet, camp, Diet Coke <laughs> camp. So there's nothing about the PepsiCo company I enjoy. Uh, Fritos, that's a good product. Um, you know, I, I've met, we've been at a bunch of things with her, uh-huh. haven't we? Yes, like, we She speaks, she's really impressive in person. I don't think she's setting everything anything back. I think people have figured it out by now that you can't have everything right.
1: Yeah, I, I would say <laughs> I, this. I would say... Any CEO can't have it all. I don't right. care if you're male or female. I watch the CEOs that I work with, including my own CEO, my direct boss i mean he has an unbelievably killer schedule you know and he's married and has two little kids but has this killer travel schedule i bet he's probably circumnavigating the globe as much as intranuria is you just you have to make your choices at that level it's one of the reasons why those jobs are so hard and so demanding so i don't think she's setting anything back but I do. I, I think it relates to the previous issue on sleep. I think that there is this expectation that we can all just keep working harder and harder and extend our working day when we're home because we have um, we have email and we have Skype and so you could do that a conference call at 10 o'clock at night because you can just dial in. Well, yes, I know it's possible to dial in, but that doesn't mean that's what I should be doing at 10 p.m. You know, Mm -hmm. so there is this technology creep, which means for for people not in all lines of work, but in lots of businesses, where the workday sort of never ends. And I'd like to see some management around that issue. Like, uh, how do how do you do that in a global economy? I'm not sure. Maybe that whole Aspen Ideas Festival they could just work on that. Like, you Mm -hmm. know, my personal solution would be one time zone for the world. That's it. Mm (laughs) everybody's on the same time zone when it's morning for me it's morning for you i don't care if it's dark it's just gonna be morning for me and maybe maybe we could switch that every few years so you know sometimes it's you know morning is light in uh the americas but but dark in asia and then after a couple years it's their turn then they get the morning. And, you know, we just have a dark morning. It's just a thought. I'm not sure how you'd actually work that out. But. Liz, now that's a big idea. Wow. Liz got a good night's sleep last night. Sort of the World Cup
0: of, uh, of daylight
1: savings or something. Exactly. Yes, you get, maybe it is a four-year term, Julie. You're right. Okay, Europe, you win this year. Morning is light in Europe for the next four years. And the rest of us just have to suck it up. I
2: think there's a class coffee creep. I mean, you know, forget the word creep. What? Oh, really? What? Yes. Remember mom they're...
0: showing up ever at school? No. 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 And now there's just an expo- explosion of obligation. for <laughs> I know. I and so, and then that's the standard by which we're
2: judged. Like, I, I don't under, I don't understand that. I, there's just a million activities at school now and, and it just won't quit. So it's hard for anybody to go to everything. And I'm, I'm not sure why that's the standard, even like sporting events. Again, I, you know, I would say I saw mom at one tennis match in four years. Uh, and I think they came to my school play when I was in it, you know, but they yeah. didn't. She wasn't volunteering (laughs) backstage and... She wasn't liaisoning or anything. She wasn't, like, getting.
1: Well, right. what, is the, the what is the purpose of a class coffee? Not being a parent. I don't really know that. Like, it,
0: but it's, well, it's to meet the other parents in, you know, that are in the same grade so that you, you know, have support, uh, you know, and friendship, blah, 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 that kind of thing. So that's. It's just pressure. It's sheer pressure. That's it's all. Because it it's in the middle
2: of a work day. Yeah. Somebody's work day. I don't. I I don't. So I don't understand why that's become the standard of parenting. Like how many events you attend? I I just. I don't get it. Mm -hmm. So,
0: but I would say in this case that if you are a young woman and you're thinking about trying to do it all, you know, if you're starting your career and you also want to have a family, you know, or a, a life outside, even just a life outside of your career. Uh, you hear comments like that and you're like well what the heck why even try you know or you know where this you know that it's not even worth it to try because it sounds so bad so no you know. i
1: totally agree i think the average the average like workplace hours and the way things work and the way work gets distributed is just very life unfriendly <laughs> you know <laughs> I, I don't care if you're male or female or you have kids or you don't there is this sort of stretching of always being on call and you know, it, it, you really have to be disciplined to have a life. Uh, or, you know, it's just uh, in my choice. It's a choice for me. I, I never have the excuse of, like, okay, sporting events. <laughs> so, I know, but you, have, no, but you have a life. I know, I have a life, but that's what I'm saying, Julie. Yeah. You still have to be disciplined to have a life. Otherwise, there is this expectation that you could fill up all your spare minutes with other other work that you could be doing. So, um, yeah, I agree. It's not, I think things are more flexible than, than they were, say, when you were in your 20s, Julie. I think there's right. an expectation, maybe because more fathers are involved now and in some of those things you just named, I don't know. But it's a little more flexible. But it's still pretty relentless if you're trying to balance all of those things together. Honestly, I don't know how people do it. So, <laughs> sometimes sometimes I get home from work at night and I say to Paris, thank God you're the only one here. <laughs> I don't mean to sound family unfriendly. You know, (laughs) I do have a (laughs) line. You're not, Liz. You're not.
2: Don't worry. (laughs) Believe me, I walk in and say, why are you all here? So,
1: I think Or even in the morning. I think about it more in the morning. I don't know how... Women going to a job, actually, really, I admire you so much that you can also be dealing with your children early in the morning. Because for me, again, going back to the restful sleep issue, morning is not my prime time. So if I can get up and out the door myself in 45 minutes, including walking the dog, that's good. But if I had other people here for whom I had to exercise some responsibility, I'd never get to work in the morning.
2: <laughs> it's stressful. It's yes, very stressful. You say, the
0: hardest part of going to work is going to work. Yeah, yes. It's, it's just, just getting there. So. Okay. All right. Okay. okay, that leaves us. But carry on.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, it leaves me dry, drink and diet coke. Uh, although I don't really drink that much diet coke anymore. Um, all right, the other big story this week, of course, was the Supreme Court Hobby Lobby decision. Was it this week or last week? I I don't know. It's a holiday weekend. And uh, it just makes me, it's just a reminder every June, every July, every June, when they come out with these decisions, that that Supreme Court has a lot of power. It <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> makes yes. you wonder,
2: like, who died and made them king? And then you realize, well, aren't there any checks and balances? <laughs> it doesn't really matter what side you're on. Like, every June, somebody's going to be mad because the Supreme Court makes a decision. And you're like, oh, yeah. they get to decide everything. <laughs> Oh, that's right. They're the Supreme Court.
1: (laughs) Yes. They're not the middle court. They're not just the very good court. They reign supreme, Leanne. I know.
0: Judge and jury, Leanne. How about that? that's
1: unbelievable. That's a good point, Julie. How come there's no jury at the Supreme Court? (laughs) Why don't they have to make the case to actual citizens? Like, You're right. Yeah, it it is a really good reminder just how much power is in the hands of nine people. And you're right, across all kinds of decisions, sometimes you're just shocked that people can actually decide what they decide, <laughs> right. but, but they do. I also, you know, with this whole agreement, the I, I, I got to admit, I am uncomfortable with a corporation also having a religious identity. I like, I understand what they were trying to say, that it's, you know, this is a small, what did they call it? Narrow. Yes, closely held. That it's a closely, I get that and I get the moral dilemmas involved in that. But I still feel like you're either a corporation or you're a person. It's the same thing with the election laws. You know, when they've said, well, corporations are people, too. Remember that from the last? Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. Again, let's go back to our previous discussion. No, they're not. They're they're corporations operating uh, with their own interests there. So that's part of it that makes me kind of really, really uncomfortable, uh, giving corporations any more decision-making over my life. It's just, yeah. That's
0: me. Well, it really—I mean, certainly there is a polarization. There's so much polarization in our political d- discourse now that, regardless whether the decision was four-five, five-four, you know, it, you know, it was going. People were going to you know, are trained to react on both sides, and that's what's so discouraging. Because I think there were some real issues at the heart of the case, but it, you know, because people should have. Religious people should have religious freedom. I don't know whether this organization should have that religious freedom. I, that's that's a, that's another issue. But, you know, it all gets, you know, sort of whipped up by people that are, are getting too little sleep and spending too much time. <laughs> Dr- drinking Pepsi. Yeah, drinking Pepsi and just, uh, you know, just... Not, you know, I, you know, raise your hand if you've read the court decision. I haven't. So I don't, you know, I don't know. But, uh, but I certainly have read a lot about the court decision. Right. But I don't feel like I understood, you know, understood sort of exactly, you know, the sort of the narrow legal issue that they were trying to resolve.
1: Hmm. Yeah. It's interesting because it, what in a legal environment seems like a, a narrow legal issue has such broad implications. Yeah, right. Like in right. real life i think that's that's what's sort of surprising when these big dramatic decisions come down like well, right. well to them it seems like a narrow issue but this is very it could be very broadly interpreted out there in the real world mm-hmm. um, and yeah. this
2: time it's a narrow decision that perhaps you agree with but next time whatever the decision is it's going to be one you disagree with yeah. exactly. <laughs> it's exactly. Like, exactly that's what's sort of shocking right it's just they just keep coming at you <laughs> huge decisions <laughs> Again, it feels like they, we should get one slot for a real person on the Supreme Court.
1: <laughs> a rotating slot, or the jury? I think the jury. The jury just yeah might <laughs> turn things around. Um, okay, well, uh, changing gears, let's let's talk a little bit about some of the holiday activities um, here in the Southland, as they say, um, here in Southern California, called the Southland. Um,
2: it's a stupid name. I don't. I've never. I've never embraced
1: that. Yeah. I've never said it out loud before, Liam. Uh, yeah. But that's what... Don't do it again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but if you were watching local news here in the Southland, where they use phrases like here in the Southland, you would have seen that yesterday's big activity at Manhattan Beach was a shark attack. Uh, yeah. Great white shark bit a guy who was out there swimming. Um, he was swimming from pier to pier. Like, he was a long-distance swimmer. Like, you, so you got to love those guys. But they're, so they're out there. They're swimming along that there's a great white shark bites him and in the in this news they describe the shark as a juvenile, right? But you're either a great white shark or you're not, in my book. <laughs> like if you're if you're a young great white shark, good for you, but you're still a great white shark. So uh, this juvenile shark bit this guy and then everyone started screaming like shark 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 bite bite bite, lifeguard lifeguard and people paddled to the swimmer's rescue and uh and dragged him into the beach and they got him to the hospital and he's going to be fine good But, but when i thought about the whole issue of if someone was in the water yelling shark shark would I run towards it? Like, would I, I think of myself as a, like, good Samaritan, mm-hmm. but really? Also a trained lifeguard, too. <laughs> oh, and true, I- yeah. Oh, does that mean I have a moral obligation? <laughs> yeah, and Monica and I passed our CPR together. Okay. Um, yeah, so uh, would, I'm asking you guys, like, would you have moved towards the victim? In that situation. You're both no. also trained lead guards.
2: Yes, no, I would not. I mean, right, I, if I was on duty, yes, but no, <laughs> no. First of no. all, I think those people went out to get them, like, on surfboards yes. and stuff. They yes. didn't just swim out there. No, so I So they know. had some level of protection. I'm just saying, I don't oh, own a Do you think
0: the surfboard's going to protect them from the juvenile great white sharks? That's okay. exactly it. Julie, in the
1: paper today, I read that part. So Chris Lowe, who is a marine biology professor at Cal State Long Beach, said that, you know, they study these sharks out there. Apparently, these sharks live by the Manhattan Beach Pier all the time. and. Beachgoers, is a quote from the LA Times, beachgoers sometimes paddle out and record the predators circling in the water underneath their boards. Wild, wildlife officials have asked them to be more careful. Sharks will attack if they feel threatened, and the oblong silhouette of a paddleboard or surfer can be mistaken for a shark's Primary prey, which would be the sea lion. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. So even if you're on your board, you look like a sea lion to a shark. Anyway, i so I don't know. I I wouldn't necessarily. I would be the one calling 911. Somebody I, has to do that. Exactly,
2: Liz. Because often in an emergency, people forget to call 911.
1: Yeah
0: so liz you just take that role on yourself (laughs) so this is so in the next situation just do that liz and we'll feel good and you won't feel guilty about not being a hero do you think it's just that we have so many role models now so many people i don't know even since you know whatever since 9-11 whatever that you know people who rush towards the danger that i know you know that really admire them you, you really do admire them that you know that people do that now because they know people you know need help and they'll rush towards Mm -hmm. the danger Mm -hmm. even though to be the hero well here's
1: the thing that has to stop though is the reason the shark was so agitated is that people fish off the manhattan beach pier and Mm -hmm. the so someone was fishing with anchovies and sardines on the line Mm. and they and the shark had bitten the hook And so the shark had been on the line for 45 minutes. So with with some guy standing on the pier trying to reel in a great white shark. And so the shark was so highly agitated. The marine biologist guy earlier in the story is saying the swimmer just happened to like literally get in the shark's way. The shark was not trying to attack a human. The shark was trying to get off the hook. So maybe... Fishing right there with anchovies and sardines, when you know there are a bunch of sharks under you,
0: what's up with that? Maybe, maybe (laughs) people like they want to catch a fish, Liz. They want to catch a shark. People eat shark. It's good. I mean, they're just catching their dinner. I mean, I think the fishermen have a right. Okay.
1: Catching their dinner. a, A juvenile shark. Okay, that's a position you could take, I guess.
0: Well, I, I mean, that's what they, I mean, that's people have been fishing on that pier for no, a long time. I not don't, I
1: don't mind the fishing. Well, it just, oh yeah, it just seems to me that a shark, like, if you know you have a shark on the line, just cut it loose. Cut just, it loose. like, trying to wheel, re- reel in a shark. When that's their big story, their big
0: fish tale is, <laughs> this is like the fishing moment of their life. You fish your whole life, and you catch nothing, and then you get a great white on your line, and you want me to walk away from that? Come on, Liz.
1: Okay, when you put it that way, Julie, I guess I can kind of understand, but uh, remember, Manhattan Beach is a place that we have been swimming and boogie boarding Mm -hmm. many times as a family, so if it's your swimmers and surfers versus your fishermen with the shark on the line, I... I'm going with the real people, which would be us. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, Julie's right. Fishermen have rights too, Liz. Okay. Take it to the Can
1: Supreme we, Court. <laughs> let's see what they say. Can't we all just get along yes. I mean, not with Not know. with great white sharks we can't, Julie. No. <laughs> okay, let's move from sharks to dogs. Okay, this is other allegedly fun activity in the Southland. So, uh, Leon, you're the one that brought this opportunity to me, correct?
2: Yes, I get pitches in my inbox, Leanne at every, I get lots of pitches every day about various media opportunities and activities here in Southern California and beyond. 99% of them don't catch my eye. But this caught my eye because I thought, well, that's a stupid idea. Uh, <laughs> I thought, like, this is a sign of the apocalypse. And I sent it to Liz, and it was that there was going to be a food truck for dogs, in Southern California, that's right, as if we don't have enough food trucks here, you take your dog now to a food truck uh because you dogs are people too.
0: You stand in line with your dog? Stand in
2: line with your
0: dogs. Because dogs love to stand in line. Yeah. (laughs) With other dogs. Yeah. Yeah, Julie, it's not
1: just that. You can take a free family photo or doggy selfie in a professional canine-ready photo booth. You can take a relaxing walk break with dog beds, drinking bowls, and puppy toys. And you get a doggy bag full of tasty treats uh, for your hound. That was That was the pitch. That
2: was the lure. So I jokingly sent it to Liz because the the food truck was going to be in Santa Monica. I was like, hey, maybe you can do this with Ferris. Ha ha. And Liz emailed me back, like, yeah, I'll just do this with Ferris. and taking that day off of work. And then, Liz, what happened?
1: Yeah, so this was Thursday. I was taking Thursday off to extend my holiday a little bit, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And I thought, yeah, they're at the Santa Monica Airport. There's a dog park there that's, like, 15 minutes from my house. That would be kind of fun. So I emailed the PR person and said, you know, it says you're going to be at the Santa Monica Airport in the morning. Can I come by about mid-morning? And she said, well, we're not exactly Sure, how long we're going to stay at each stop, so you might want to come first thing. So, whatever. And it's important
2: to note that we're asked as media people. Yes, exactly press people to actually like preview the event and then you know if we enjoy it to tell people about it and and that's i think the key difference it wasn't just like oh it's you oh, know custom- you're a person with a dog come on over
1: no right they're looking for coverage right. of their dog truck or a food truck for dogs and i thought we were Lee and i kind of agreed we're the perfect place to publicize something like yeah. that mm-hmm. because because we talk about dogs anyway And and And, and the food
2: truck is making a national tour, Julie, stopping in many sort of satellite sister hubs.
1: Yeah. So we thought, oh,
2: well, yeah, fun.
1: So uh, even though it's my day off, you know, you're up kind of early. The dog needs to go out first thing in the morning anyway. So it said Santa Monica Airport, 730 in the morning. So. I was actually at Santa Monica Airport, 7.30 in the morning, me and Ferris, and there to, like, have fun with all – take a doggy selfie. And you know how much Ferris hates having his picture taken. Yes, but, like, so I drive in, and I'm looking around, and I'm like, hmm. And then we pull into the parking lot, we get out, and I'm like, hmm. There is no food truck for dogs at the Santa Monica Dog Park at 7.30 in the morning. There's, uh, there are a couple of dogs there with a couple of dog owners. There's nothing going on there at 7.30 on Thursday morning. So, and, and bear in mind, I had emailed this person in charge and said, I'm coming. I'll be there at 7.30. Great. And she emailed back, thanks, would love to have you come, blah, 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 blah. Um, So uh, she had said the best way to check for immediate updates are on our Twitter page. So she sent me the Twitter page for the food truck. And um, but, you know, when you're invited to something at seven thirty in the morning, you don't like at seven think, oh, I better check Twitter to make sure it's actually happening. (laughs) I she had emailed me a time and a place. I considered it to be locked in. So I get there, there. There's no there's no food truck and okay so that is a bad scene you
0: alone <laughs> airport parking lot yes thank yoully round seven thirty in the morning you probably haven 't even had your coffee yes right Little Ferris is still shaking like oh, <laughs> i 'm trying to do something good for the show and
1: good for them, and instead it 's just a very unhappy start to the day so um so I took a picture of Ferris and I alone at the dog park, and I sent it to the PR person and said, here I am with Ferris at the Santa Monica dog park. <laughs> wow. May- oh, Liz, <laughs> that's good. That's, that's sort
0: of new social media mean. Yeah. I like
1: it. Yeah, yeah. I, just wanted, I didn't want to just text her or tweet her and say, we're here, where are you? I wanted to prove we were alone in a dog park at 730 in the morning. <laughs> So, so, uh, the PR person emails me back, um, so sorry, Liz, we had issues with our permits, so the truck had to move to Redondo Beach Dog Park. Like, oh, thanks, yeah, that's only like another 45 minutes away from here. So sure, I'm going to do that first thing in the morning. No. Uh, and she, then she said, like, can you join us Saturday or Sunday? We're going to try to be back in Santa Monica then, roaming the streets. And here's where it just gets completely ridiculous. She's like, if you just keep checking our Twitter feed, you'll know where we are, and you can come find us. And, and I, I like, Let's I, just repeat
2: that, Julie. Someone told Liz Dolan, check the fitter Twitter feed
0: so you can yes. find that. Yeah. Just yeah. constantly check that, Liz. Th- that's what I want to do. On else, else to do, Liz. Nothing, nothing else, else going
1: on. Nothing I would rather do than constantly check my Twitter feed for the location of a food truck for dogs. Right. <laughs> And I mean, it's just ridiculous that you would ask. Like, I, I, I maybe it's a generational thing, but I, I'm like, why can't you just tell me where you're going to be? <laughs> you, wait, let me get this straight. You invited us to this, and now you're refusing to tell me where you're going to be?
0: Ooh, Liz, they're building, they're building demand. <laughs> they're creating some buzz. I think that's what that's, that's what about.
1: they think they're doing, Julie. So, uh, so Friday on the fourth of July. All day, of course. I'm obsessively checking their Twitter feed. Oh. And, and they, 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 they did not post one single notice about where they were. they <laughs> they uh,
0: afraid of me? <laughs> That's it.
1: And she said, oh, I can put you in touch with our tour director. I'm like, yeah, you have my email. If the tour director could tell me when you're going to be in Santa Monica, that would be great. I haven't heard a peep, Julie. Nothing. Because it's all about the Twitter. I, and I don't understand why, why, why. If you want me to come to something, just tell me. Just, <laughs> just you asked me. How did we get into this? I was just so. Uh, so yesterday, Leanne, when I saw you, uh, we were double checking, right? And it was like,
2: right. well, no, you were double checking. You were telling us this story. And you're like, I'm going to check right now. Where's
0: that food truck? Now she, now she can't let it go, Joel. I, I, I know. You're going to take this truck down. You're going to blow it up. You're, it's going to be like that truck that
1: blew up. Is that what's going to happen? I, I wanted to participate in the fun, right? I, w- I was willing to, like, suspend all disbelief about how stupid the idea is and actually just go right. experience the food truck for dogs because it seemed funny and that we could have a funny conversation about it today. Instead of being tortured all weekend that I'm supposed to really, this is supposed to drive my whole schedule all weekend is how this food truck for dogs is moving around the whole South, the whole Southland.
2: So, yeah, it also showed like a complete... Like, no understanding of how big Los Angeles is or, yeah, exactly. uh, you know, traffic. I, who knows where this food truck yeah. is actually from or these 12-year-old PR people.
1: <laughs> right, no. right. Oh. So, yeah. So, at 730 in the morning, instead of being in Santa Monica, I'll say, oh, yeah, we'll drive down to Redondo Beach. Sure. No, no. That is not <laughs> happening. By the way, I did check this morning. There yeah. is- <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> the, the truck is currently at the uh huntington beach uh dog park they have one okay. right there on the beach so yeah if you're hearing this now which would be impossible but if you are in orange county uh you can uh if you just i bet if you just google food truck for dogs you, you'll find out everything you need to know because liz
2: not, isn't going to tell you the twitter no,
1: right? i'm not going to give it. you the twitter no no
0: are, are you going to work uh on monday or are you just gonna just gonna search out this food truck for dogs. Remember, it's heading
1: east, people. So Minneapolis food truck for dog. Head- we're not going to tell you where or when. <laughs> uh, don't don't ask us the name. Nope. Nothing. That's apparently their marketing goal is to just have you totally confused about how you can actually take part in this uh, this activity. So Ferris was very disappointed. That's all I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> right.
2: speaking of like things i would never want to do i saw this in the new york times travel section today uh it's a new like sort of a popular i don't want to say vacation spot but a, a popular activity now uh in certain uh cities all over the world that you can do either on vacation or just in your free time and this is what it, this is the uh this is the whole gist of the story. Um, you and a group of people get together, you go to, like, an unnamed building, you make your reservations, and then they lock you in a room together, oh. and you need to get out of the room. So that's what? the game. That is the game, that you are, you know, you're lord to this room, it's a locked room, there are clues in the dark, small, stuffy room to get you and your group out of the game. Wow. <laughs> Out of the room. Does that sound
0: like the worst idea ever? I know. Well, for, for you, Leon, it ticks off many boxes. That you know, to a a small dark room, right? Like, yes,
2: I, a, I can't. With you. with people that you may or may not know, and you have to like work together while you're panicking to get out of a locked
0: room. <laughs> Who thinks that that is fun? I and it's, it's sort of like those murder mystery cruises, only except work. you're locked yeah. in a small room. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, Leon, this is—I don't know why—but once again, I found myself watching the Today Show this week, and I don't know you why. know, the, I, I don't know. And the Today Show, one of my one of my many beefs about it is they've turned the Today Show—it's all about them on the Today Show. It's right. you know, all they do is like stories about Matt Lauer or you know, behind the scenes, but. They tried. They tried this thing, Leon, that you just oh, talked they about, where the teams of like the different people on the Today Show were locked in in the room and they had to get out. So, yes, it looked terrible. So can you imagine you could have been locked in a room with Matt Lauer. <laughs> that that takes it beyond my worst nightmare. <laughs> yeah,
2: so apparently it started in Budapest. This is where it like caught on. Oh, I was going to
1: guess Brooklyn. But okay, well,
2: Budapest. now now there are the, now there so there are over fifty companies running these locked room things in Budapest, and now it's like spread out and franchised all over the world. So Las Vegas, it's popular in New York, New York, it's popular now. Uh, the room escape is
0: what they're called, and I I, I just can't I. <laughs> So is this just for, for people to sort of um, showcase their problem-solving skills? Yeah, team-building,
2: so Julie, through deductive logic, teamwork, and a little bit of luck, they figure out how to get out. You know, I don't want a team-build in a dark, <laughs> locked room.
1: <It's laughs> is got, it really dark? It's you tell, no, Yeah, wow, yeah, wow.
2: you're in a dark room. I mean, and uh, there might be small bits of light, but it's essentially, it's a locked, dark room. I don't even like getting in an elevator <laughs> that's slightly crowded these days. <laughs>
0: Jesus. <laughs> I think you should take up swimming on Manhattan, off Manhattan Beach. (laughs) It sounds safer. (laughs) It does sound like a better vacation opportunity for you.
2: I would. If you actually, Julie, if I had to either swim with sharks or get in a small, dark,
0: locked room, I'd swim with sharks. I think you have better chances, Liam, better chances. Oh, Oh, my my goodness. Well, sisters, I know you just, I can tell Liz Liz, that you are now obsessed with this dog food truck, and (laughs) Liam, you're so worried that you're going to I I think you're going to find yourself in a a, a locked, dark room. (laughs) It's true. I think it's coming to Pasadena. It seems like an ideal town and that you have a lot of social activities that go on. You're going to get invited to some event, and you're going to go, and you're going to think you're going to be there to talk about Elizabeth, the first wife, and you're going to be locked in a room. There you go. (laughs) So you just need to take your minds off of it. And, sisters, I have the show for you. Okay, I'm just saying put down your summer reading would you know, fire up your Netflix because I want you to start watching Scandal. Now, as you know, on our Facebook uh, page, many people have recommended um, watching Scandal, that mm-hmm. they, they wanted us, Leanne, because we talk about TV shows yes. on Tuesday, that this was a, a potential show that we could talk about. We so made a mistake going with that Mr. Selfridge. We should have gone. <laughs> we should have gone on with Scandal. And here are the eight reasons, sisters, why you need to watch Scandal. Number one, Liz, it's set in Washington. And you know that the fake DC is so much better than the real Washington DC. Yes. you to love this show. I know you li- I, that, Okay. That- reason <laughs> Number two, Leon, it has a strong female lead, Olivia Pope. She's yes. beautiful, she's smart, she's strong, she, you know, she's uh, you know, eloquent, she gives these fiery, passionate speeches, you are going to love her. Number three, third reason why you have to watch Scandal is um, Olivia Pope has not one, but two boyfriends at <laughs> Okay? And one of them happens to be the president of the United States. Okay? Now, you know I'm not big on adultery, but I think for certain reasons, for certain conditions, yes. you can understand it. And the other one is this very dreamy, sexy, good-looking, evil, double-secret spy guy. So, And, and the thing about it is she has lots of sex. <laughs> okay? So it's all in the show. In well, fact, that's power. That's true power. Many other of the characters have lots of sex. There is sex, sex, sex going on in this show. So you need to have it. Fourth reason, there is a first lady on this show. And you love her. You hate her. You love her. You hate her. Okay? But they've got a, a, an excellent first lady character. Okay. Fifth reason, Leon, I know this is, you're going to love it, is they kill a lot of people on this show. Yeah. Sorry. shot off. All the time, okay? So you just can never, you can't relax. You can't think, oh, well, they'll never, you know, nothing will ever happen to so-and-so because they're a lead character. Oh, they get killed all the time. Sixth reason, Liz, it is TV, and you know this is the one thing, TV, it's not real, and that's yeah. what's great. So Olivia Pope, she has a multi-million dollar wardrobe, <laughs> she has office space to kill for. She has this fabulous apartment, and she has very few clients. <laughs> By season two or three, she just stops she stops working with clients altogether. You don't. Have, she doesn't have any clients like that. She rarely sleeps. She is one of these one percent people. You never see her in bed. You know, if she's unless she's having sex with her boyfriends, but she prefers. <laughs> Not she prefers to use kitchen counters, the oval office to uh, to have a lot of her sex, so okay. that that brings it up, okay. She has a fabulous figure, okay, I was just, all during season one, I was like, well, how does she have this fabulous figure? She never exercises, and she apparently just drinks red wine and popcorn. Those are the only two things she consumes on this show, but it all works for her mm-hmm. because it's TV so um, so that's it. great. Number seven, even though she is one of the most powerful people in Washington, people have unlimited access to her apartment door. You cannot believe the people that are coming and going out of Olivia Pope's apartment. It is amazing, astounding. You just that when that doorbell, when that not when the doorbell rings, who knows? And Leon, finally, the eighth reason, reason is there are so many spies. They get spies versus spies versus double spies. Oh, so, it's a great theme. So you have to get into it. It's a wonderful, wonderful show. And uh, <laughs> and uh, the Satellite Sisterhood was right about it. So uh, um, so you're th-
1: gonna, you're going to stop you two on the Tuesday show. Enough with the costume dramas. You're just going <laughs> to yeah. go with like the, the, Olivia with uh, Olivia Pope all the way.
0: <laughs> yeah, Leon. So you have some time. You know, Netflix catch up and then we'll be ready to go uh, when it uh, when it takes off in the fall. Ready to, okay. All right. You know, I was
2: on the bandwagon season one and then I fell off season two um, because some of the plot lines are so outrageous. Yes, well, it's uh, TV, Leah. And yeah. I know, but I, that's sometimes I just, I can't roll with those Shonda Rhyme shows because it's just really outrageous pro- plot lines. I like a touch of outrageous but not like every week everybody's trying to kill the president and sleep with the president simultaneously. That yeah. just seemed like the president isn't doing anything. Not but one thing talking like- about Olivia Pope. Like he doesn't make one decision except you know when can i see olivia pope again that's i just think right. and
0: he has unlimited time to see her too it's really yeah. amazing it's yeah again it's tv lean so just <laughs> just
2: go with hey Jewel. all right you know what's funny is my son brooks just started watching lost on uh, netflix and you know how much i love lost and i mm-hmm. i feel the loss of lost still in my life like there is no show that's filled that hole and so watching netflix watching watching him watch it it's like seeing it again for the first time. It's <laughs> making me so happy. <laughs> it's like I can give myself over again to the ridiculousness of lost again, not anchored in anything real, and yet somehow so subtle. You just go with it. So, uh, all right, Julie. Well, I will try. I will try again. It was when oh. there's that one character that I was getting a lot of service in the scripts. That's all I can say. The one yeah. like the the Vietnam War vet or the vet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was like, every week
1: he
0: killed the president. I didn't understand why. <laughs> <laughs> he, he... I didn't get Liam, it. spoiler yeah. alert. Come on. <laughs> There's a lot. So, and, Liz, this is an ideal thing for your next international trip. You okay. can really right. catch up, and you will enjoy it. Do a so.
1: whole season on a long international flight. Uh-huh. Excellent. Uh-huh. Hey, speak- hey, speaking of international, there was one thing I wanted to mention on the show that I forgot to tell you guys. And this is uh, a World Cup uh, technology leap forward. I don't know if the, it's Sunday as we record this, if you were watching um, the games this weekend on Friday and Saturday. <laughs> But I had not seen before the the whipped cream line. Like, yep. what is that? The that's
2: a new line. That's yes. a new bit of technology that FIFA has adapted from the MLS.
1: Have you seen this, Julie? Where, yeah, where the they like the players them? have to line up, so the referee has like a can of ready whip with him, and he just whoop, <laughs> makes a line out of whipped cream, and they have to stand behind it. I was I was just laughing out loud seeing that. So <laughs> so that's a thing in the MLS, Liam. Yeah. You know what
2: happens when they do those PKs? They're supposed to be 10 feet, like the defender's supposed to be 10 feet behind the ball. Um, but my son, the soccer player says the minute they, you know, the ref sets up the wall, he turns his back to go put the, the ball down and the whole wall inches up, you know, another foot, another foot. <laughs> they just all move collectively. So that's why now they mark the line and then they mark where the ball's meant to be to oh. try to prevent that. But it, it is fascinating, Liz, because those refs are running. And the temperatures are so hot there. Mm -hmm. I was like, what is the canister made of? I'm surprised it just doesn't explode (laughs) from the agitation and the heat. And then the idea is it just disappears right into the field. You know, it's like it is like a shaving cream or a cool whip or something just disappears (laughs) right into the field.
1: Anyway, I like it. It was just a new element to the yeah. game, added to the game. Yeah. which is uh, simple,
0: elegant, yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. So, Leigh, are you changing your picks for the finals? Who you, uh, you still think Argentina can take, go all you the know, way? You know,
1: I
2: was on the fence. I didn't think Argentina was playing particularly well, other than Messi, but they had a good game this weekend. So I was sort of thinking, oh, I'd like to see Belgium go through. I think that was a good young team. Uh, but Argentina came back and beat them. So, uh, you know, I'm going to stick. With Messi, uh, I can go back on my pick. Um, we have a big Germany lobby in my house too, being that my husband's family is German, and uh, so th- that's moving forward too, fairly strongly. So we have, I guess, anyone but Brazil is what we want. In the <laughs> How house. can
1: you say that? You no. know, they're a
2: dirty team, Liz. They are a dirty team. You know, I am sorry that Neymar got nailed and his back was broken, but
0: they this is the be- star player. Yes, yeah, right. right. For, yep, yep. And with with yes, the excellent it, hair.
2: Yes. Yep. In the 88th minute, he got hammered by a Colombian defender, but they were like wrecking that Jaime Rodriguez all game. And that's the way they play. They're just a dirty team. They're a dirty team. Dirty team. Mm-hmm. So I don't, we don't love, I I like the people of Brazil. I think Brazil's <laughs> done a fine job. Uh-huh. I hope the Brazilians listening don't take this personally, but um, it's hard of to root for that will, team. They
0: <laughs> yeah. will. know they will.
2: It's hard for me to root for that team. I think they're just.
0: Uh, kind of a dirty team. So Julie, do you have a pick? I I was going with the home team, Brazil. That was Mm -hmm. was my pick early on. And, uh, now I think with Neymar out, it it just, it makes it even more emotional to, to vote for Mm -hmm. to go for, um, Brazil. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How about about you? you? How about you?
1: Well, you know, I work with a lot of Argentinians, many, many Argentinians. So uh, I would be happy to see them succeed. And, you know, I have a new keener appreciation for Messi than I ever had before. Because I always knew he was really good, but it's not like I sat around and watched a lot of Messi. And he really is awesome. He's awesome. And the extra thing about him that I like is that he is just so not attractive. You know right. he's just yeah. like he, looks like an accountant exactly <laughs> I think he. I, I said plumber julie he <laughs> he just looks like if you showed up at your door to like unstop your sink, you would be totally fine with that, like okay, come on in, he just doesn't there are so many like They're all so attractive. Insanely attractive. Insanely attractive men in the the game of international football. Uh, But he's, like, not only very average looking, he's shorter than average. And so I like the fact that he is such a champion, even though he doesn't look like one.
2: And he literally has the worst haircut uh, in all of (laughs) of major sports. I can't. That haircut, what is that? What is that haircut? (laughs) I mean, he has an odd... He's he's tied with Djokovic for worst
0: haircut (laughs) of professional athletes. Djokovic also, horrible haircut. (laughs) But a champion. Yeah. How did
1: did he just win?
0: He just won. um, You know, we record in uh, in our closets, and my husband slipped me a little note uh, during the (laughs) recording. session. Djokovic won. So oh, yeah, wow. he won in five sets over Roger Federer. It was a barn burner. It was it was an incredible match by two champions. It was great, great tennis.
2: And great, great star watching. Will mm-hmm. and Kate were there. Bex yes. and Posh were there. Clive Owen. Kate uh, Winslet. Wow. It yeah, it's a good crowd today. That's the place to be next year. If you're not at the World Cup, I'm sure all those people were at the World Cup then showed up at Wimbledon. <laughs> And then they're going back to Brazil. Anyway. I, all right. I just wanted to mention one thing. I am posting uh, our Satellite Sisters Word Write Festival this week. It would be great if people wanted to download all these three interviews I did with really fun authors. Annabelle Gerwich went up last week. And uh, so you can find it at the Satellite Sisters website, or it should have popped up in your iTunes or Stitcher feed. Um, couple more authors coming up and then i'm scheduling a few more for later in july so plenty of authors to talk to but annabelle gerwich's book i see you made an effort is very funny it's uh essays on aging and she's just super funny and she's kind of one of those people that you just press the button and she starts talking right. and she's delightful
1: she that delightful. was a super fun conversation Thank i you. enjoyed listening to that leanne yeah Because, you you know, I look forward to the Tuesday shows and then, uh, you know, which didn't quite materialize this week for lots of totally good reasons. And then I know there was talk of a Wednesday show or a Thursday show or a Friday show, but the Tuesday show just became the Sunday show. So, right. So it's, it was really nice to have Annabelle Gurwitch has uh, added extra benefit this week.
2: Yes. And next week is Amy Alcon. Um, you know, the advice goddess, Amy Alcon. So she has a new book out called Good Manners for Nice People Who Sometimes Say Bad Words. And uh, so she's sort of uh, the anti-Dr. Forney. She's not, She's like, if Dr. Forney believed in revenge, uh, that's, what that's what Amy Alcon is. <laughs> she does not turn the other cheek. She expects good manners, but she does not turn the other cheek. So that's good. Uh, anyway, so that will post this week.
1: And we still have our special deal going at Audible, right? So if yes. you go to audiblepodcast.com. Forward slash sisters. You can download a free audiobook. It's the perfect season for this. Any long drives, long trips you're on, even just sitting at the beach, it's kind of nice to just put your headphones on, put your earbuds in, and have someone tell you a story. So, if you want to support Satellite Sisters, um, testing out the whole Audible um, audiobook system would be a good way to do that. So that's Audible podcast dot com forward slash sisters. You have to use our special code for us to get the credit for it.
2: Yeah, my son is using it for his summer reading. So uh, oh, that's just, good. He just downloaded Oliver Twist. So there you go. Because <laughs> okay. as he said, oh Dickens,
0: there are so <laughs> many words.
1: <laughs> <of Dickens." laughs> I bet that makes a really good audiobook Yes, it is. Yeah,
2: it's and it's read by a really good British actor. So uh, there you go.
1: All right. Uh, so, what else we got going on here? That's it. That's you, it. You guys, you guys up for? A, are you up for a Tuesday show this week? Yeah.
0: <laughs> I, I believe it is in the stars, Liz. Um, yes. 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 That's the plan. <laughs> <laughs> we start. We start each week hopeful. Right? You know, that's that's the way we go. But don't pressure us, Liz. Yeah, come on, Liz.
1: No, I know. I no. <laughs> hey, I understand. I well, I'm just I'm just tracking a food truck. I got you know. I I have my focus now. Food truck for dog thought it was a good idea, and they've yet to prove it to me.
0: Uh, Okay. Just stay out of dark rooms, okay? If anyone invites you over for something fun and new, just say no. Okay? (laughs) Got it.
1: All right. Well, this was fun. Uh, Enjoy the rest of the holiday weekend. We are the Satellite Sisters. Uh, Call your Satellite Sister.
0: You walk into the world you
1: make You lose yourself, but you Find your way, I'm gonna watch you radiate D-A. Ray, D-A. 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 We turn so slow, I know it's
0: hard to wait. But take your time, son. It's yours to take, I'm gonna watch you radiate, D-A.
1: As you walk, you believe Every part of